it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The one-time objector to the 2017 electoral count. Remember, objecting to electoral counts, challenging outcomes of elections, that's illegal now. Even though Mark Elias and the Democrats do it everywhere, and they did in 2017, 2005, and 2001, Representative Jamie Raskin has begun his opening remarks of the trial. Let's bring up that feed. So now the factual inquiry of the trial is squarely posed for us. The jurisdictional constitutional issue is gone. Whether you were persuaded by the president's constitutional analysis yesterday or not, the Senate voted to reject it. And so the Senate is now properly exercising its jurisdiction and sitting as a court of impeachment, conducting a trial on the facts. We are having a trial on the facts. No, we're not. The House says ex-president Donald Trump incited a violent insurrection against Congress and the Constitution and the people. The president's lawyers and the president say his conduct was totally appropriate and he's essentially an innocent victim of circumstances like the other innocent victims that we'll see getting caught up in all of the violence and chaos over the next several days. The evidence will be for you to see and hear and digest. The evidence will show you that ex-President Trump was no innocent bystander. The evidence will show that he clearly incited the January 6th insurrection. It will show that Donald Trump surrendered his role as commander-in-chief and became the inciter-in-chief of a dangerous insurrection. Raskin is a far-left radical. He is a former constitutional law professor in air fingers quotes. He knows better. He actually spoke, and I'm not going to bother with it because it's off topic, but I watched it to get more of an understanding of Raskin. Raskin spoke at a symposium at Yale University on the elimination of the Electoral College. Basically, he believes in a top-down authoritarian left-wing socialist slash communist government and nothing else. So it's no surprise to me that he could read the Constitution. He could ignore um, the necessity of having the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. He could ignore the language that says the Senate's only ability is to remove a president, vice president, or other civil officers of the federal government. Uh, There is nothing to remove here. But we're not allowed to question Mr. Raskin, the constitutional law professor, even though it was he. It was he who led the charge against the 2017 electoral count. Bring him up, keep playing it. His opponent's election victory over him. It will show that he had been warned that these followers were prepared for a violent attack, targeting us at the Capitol through media reports, law enforcement reports, and even arrests. Wow, that almost sounds like it was pre-planned. We will prove that the impeached president was no innocent bystander, whose conduct was totally appropriate and should be a standard for future presidents, but that he incited this attack and he saw it coming. To us, it may have felt like chaos and madness, but there was method in the madness that day. 
This was an organized attack on the counting of the Electoral College votes in joint session of the United States Congress under the 12th Amendment and under the Electoral Count Act to prevent Vice President Mike Pence and to prevent us from, from counting sufficient Electoral College votes to certify Joe Biden's victory of 306 to 232 in the Electoral College, a margin that President Trump had declared a landslide uh, in 2016. When my colleague Mr. Nagus speaks after me, he will set forth in detail the exact roadmap of all the evidence in the case. My fellow House managers and I will then take you through that evidence step by step so everyone can see exactly how these events unfolded. But I want to tell you a few key reasons right now that we know this case is not about blaming an innocent bystander for the horrific violence and harm that took place on January 6th. This is about holding accountable the person singularly responsible for inciting the attack. Let's start with December 12th. You will see during this trial a man who praised and encouraged and cultivated violence. We have just begun to fight. He says, more than a month after the election has taken place. Wait, let me let me get this let me get this on record. We have just begun to fight is now the language of violence. So no Democrat in the historical record, certainly not in any recent times, have ever used the word fight to describe anything political. Keep playing it. His base about where the battle would be that they would fight next. January okay, 6th battles also would another be word wild, we can't use. he promised. Be there, Wild's will be wild, right. said the President of the United States of America. And that, too, turned out to be true. You'll see in the days that followed, Donald Trump continued to aggressively promote January 6th to his followers. The event was scheduled at the, at the precise time that Congress would be meeting in joint session. Okay, let's cut this off right now. Count the Raskin, Raskin is a cheap fraud. How these people become, I, I guess reading the Constitution and being a constitutional law professor on the left are two mutually exclusive things. This man sounds like an over-emotional, over-actor, class-action lawyer in the vein of John Edwards. He sounds like the kind of person that would be showing you pictures of people suffering from throat cancer or mouth cancer or lung cancer while suing Big Tobacco than having a good laugh about it while he takes a cigarette break. I want you to listen to some of this. Some of this over theatrics. Because what do they say? Is it, is it politics is Hollywood for ugly people? Play cut to. This is Raskin. My son-in-law had never even been to the Capitol before. And when they were finally rescued over an hour later by Capitol officers and we were together, I hugged them and I apologized and I told my daughter Tabitha, who's 24. Oh God, he's and crying. a brilliant algebra teacher in Teach for America. Now, I told her no, how sorry I was, and I promised her that it would not be like this again the next time she came back to the Capitol with me. And you know what she said? She said, Dad, I don't want to come back to the Capitol. 
<laughs> oh god! <laughs> of all the terrible, brutal things I saw in the <laughs> And since then, that one hit me the hardest. <laughs> that and watching someone use an American flagpole, the flag still on it, to spear and pummel one of our police officers ruthlessly, mercilessly. Like you give a damn. Tortured by a pole with a flag on it that he was defending with his very life. People died that day. Defund the police! All cops are bastards! What do we want? Dead cops! When do we want them? Now! I the Now let's listen to Raskin. Back in 2017, and I will give credit, Joe Biden moved this along. But if challenging the outcome of the election and questioning the electoral count is now considered criminal, play cut three. What purpose is member right? Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified because they violated Florida's prohibition against dual debate office is, holding. Debate is out of order. Stop, 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 stop. Let's start this again. I want you to rewind this. So you have impeachment manager Jamie Raskin, who's challenging the validity of the seating of electors, which is exactly what Hawley and Cruz did, which is exactly what a handful of House Republicans did. The difference is Raskin could not find a senator to agree with him. But he's using the same logic. Play the whole thing again. What purpose is member right? Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified because they violated Florida's prohibition against dual debate office is, holding. Debate is out of order. Section 15 and 17 of the Title III of the United States Code require that any objection be presented in writing, signed by both members of the House of Representatives, both a member of the House of Representatives and a senator. Is the objection in writing and signed not only by the member of the House of Representatives, but also by a senator? Is in writing, Mr. President. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. Now here's Maxine Waters. I never call for violence. Me? I'm old peach. Never once did she ever call for violence. Not only that, she's also never objected to the counting of electoral votes. Play cut four. I wish to ask, is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter? There is no debate. There is no debate. The gentlewoman will suspend the... The chair, the chair has previously ruled a signature from a senator is required. Objection cannot be received. So Raskin and Waters tried to challenge the electoral count. Problem was they couldn't find a senator. That's not Cruz's fault. That's not Holly's fault. That's not the first time either. Democrats did it in 2005. They did it in 2001. And they had a montage yesterday. Oh, they had a montage. 
they made their nice little well-produced video that had all the uh, the effects of a pro wrestling entrance. They had tight shots, slowed video to show the carnage at the Capitol. We've never seen this done with the firebombing of the federal court in Portland or the ICE facility in Tacoma. We never saw any of this stuff. Hell, we can't even find a video of Antifa and the left destroying the Democratic headquarters in the state of Oregon, but that's besides the point. And when we do get pictures of the left burning police cars and killing police officers, the media says, well, riots are the language of the oppressed. Then they don't care about dead cops. And the media hyperventilates. Here's Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. He thinks MAGA hat wearers, the MAGA crowd's just kind of like, I don't know, the Rwanda genocide or something. Play cut nine. You know, part of it, I think, just based on what you were just saying, I, it comes to mind the idea of otherizing people is something I think we saw a lot of over the last four years. I mean, something you we've mean seen like a lot the media over the last does to anyone who's decades, not a liberal. but it's so easy to otherize people, to make people other than, other than American, other than patriotic, other than, than human you know, and we've seen other it in Bosnia, we've other seen it in Rwanda, where radio was telling than, people that, you know, Hutus were telling the radio listeners that Tutsi were cockroaches, for, you know, getting them ginned up for genocide. Um, and you see it in, in these videos where people who claim they are patriots are in the face of a police officer calling him, uh, you know, as we're seeing it right there. And, and you know, gouging out the eye of one, you know, squeezing one in, you know, suffocating one in a doorway. Okay, well, at least I will give Anderson Cooper this. He's first acknowledged that black people do kill each other in Africa, and he found a reference other than Hitler. So wait, let me put down my coffee here. Bravo, Vanderbilt. Bravo, Vanderbilt. So, being being from MAGA, being part of the MAGA crowd, even if you're not part of the Yahoo's, that stormed the Capitol. It's kind of like the Rwandan genocide. And this does this doesn't end here. Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper thinks everyone, whoever voted for Trump, is a terrorist, and everybody needs to be held accountable. Cut seven. Today, one month and one day after the attack, after that storm hit the Capitol, we are again warning. If there is no accountability and no attempt by the Republican Party to stop these insane lies that have taken root in their party. Witness the support this week by the House Republicans for bigot and conspiracy theorist Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia. If there's no effort at accountability, this is not going to be the end of MAGA terrorism. This will only be the beginning. Man, if they only gave a damn this much when their own building was being attacked in Atlanta, If they only gave a damn this much when Atlanta went up in flames and Philadelphia went up in flames. Excuse me, let me go up the map. Uh, When Atlanta went up in flames and then uh, D.C. went up in flames and did the other night, by the way. There was another round of riots. And Philadelphia and New York City and Chicago and Madison and Kenosha, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, San Francisco and Oakland. If they only gave a damn about terrorism. Well, they don't call it, it's unrest. When it's black, when it's BLM, 
I know you're not allowed to talk about that in February because it's Black History Month. They should call it the Black History Month of now, forget tomorrow. When you ignore Black Lives Matter and Antifa, uh, I guess, terrorism in quotes, you refer to it only as unrest. You justify it night after night. You explain it away. You say there's no comparison. You watch people who are firebombing the federal court. You watch people who are seizing city streets in multiple cities. You see small businesses owned by local residents, mom and pop shops going up in flames. You see David Dorn murdered on Facebook and they say, this is unrest. So the media has told us for the next four years, every day is January 6th. They talk about the post-traumatic stress, the trauma. I mean, AOC, again, we should build a memorial. They're survivors. They keep on surviving. I mean, there should be a memorial. Take take a, 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 you know, I guess a replica of the Marines raising the flag on Mount Suribachi and make it uh, AOC and Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and Ayanna Presley because they're survivors. They, they, they held the flag up high. Forget all the other people. They're not survivors. We don't care about their stress, their trauma, their property loss, their loss of life. Every day is January 6th. And we have to chase Donald Trump to the ends of the earth, even when he is no longer holding an office of trust. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.